Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 146. Should you script, ad lib, or outline your podcast episodes? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I've got some cool announcements about the podcast awards coming up. I'll share those later on. But for now, you may be thinking that you're in a place where you're pretty happy with how your podcast is going. Or maybe you're thinking of changing your format a little bit. Maybe you haven't launched your podcast yet and you're thinking of starting. But there is a question that I think you should consider. And you're probably considering this or have considered it already. That is, should you script your podcast episodes? But I think the question should really be broader than this. Because it's more than just should you or should you not script. For some of us, I think we may know a very firm answer to that. Yes, we should script. These are the reasons why. Or no, we shouldn't script. These are the reasons why. And it's it's very different depending on what kind of content you're presenting, your personality, and what you want to do with your podcast. So there is no right or wrong answer. I will give my recommendation at the end of this. But I think it's more than just a question of whether we should script our podcasts. But we need to look beyond that, broaden our perspective a little bit. So we're going to look at three different ways that you can prepare your content for your podcast. That is number one, script, number two, ad lib, or number three, outline. And this is in response to a question I received from Alex in London. He said, hi, Daniel, I love your podcast. I am new to listening to podcasts and I am intending to start my own soon. I have a question about episode 144, which I have just listened to today. It's the one about finding the time to podcast. How much scripting do you do, if any, for pre-show prep? It sounds to me that you do none as it's so natural sounding. I love the way you describe how to break it down into parts, the P's, that is from episode 144. This makes it all seem so doable to me. Many thanks and you get my vote for the annual podcast awards from Alan in London, United Kingdom. Thank you so much for the message, Alan. And great question. I've had this on my list to cover for quite a while. And Alan's email reminded me of this item on my list. So I decided it's time to cover it now. So three different ways that I think that you can look at podcast preparation and how you then what you're using as your source material for presenting your podcast. You could either script your podcast, which this is where you would write out and read that script verbatim, that is word for word, into your podcast. Or you could ad lib, which is where you speak freely without any kind of restrictions or direction. You're free to go follow any rabbit trail that you want. You don't have to follow an outline or any kind of time limit. Or number three, outline, where you have a basic list of content that you want to share and you present off of that list then in, in some way or another. And So let's dig into this more. So number one, script. When you want to be perfect and you're really concerned about having the highest accuracy in presenting your content, then you'll probably 
want to consider scripting your episodes. Or if you're not very comfortable yet behind a microphone, whether it be public speaking or just sitting down in front of a microphone and presenting something solo very well, which for many people that can just be brain exploding material to have to try to explain something as if you're talking to someone when all you're looking at is your computer screen. That's why it's great to have a person's face in front of you as much as possible so you can imagine that you are speaking to that person. But so because of that, and for many other different reasons, people may often choose to script their episodes and then perform them or read them into the podcast because they can make sure that they get it perfect, they get the information just right, they, they've they worked on their wording, it's proper grammar, all of that stuff to consider. And this may seem like a good way to go for you. And look around us, really. You may think, oh, scripting isn't that great. But we are surrounded by scripted content, audio and video. Think about this. Movies and non-reality TV shows, maybe even some of the reality TV shows, it seems sometimes, but they're scripted and they're performed by usually skilled actors of some sort. They are performing it verbatim in certain ways. Now, they have many, many takes and what you see is a final product after a lot of production and a lot of editing and a lot of practice and retakes and all of that. But also even stuff like news broadcasts on radio and TV are scripted and they're read from either a teleprompter or a script. Political speakers are usually reading from a teleprompter prompter too, so that's script. Commercials on radio and TV are almost always scripted. Even some popular podcasts, like look at Grammar Girl and all of the other podcasts from Quick and Dirty Tips Network, they're all scripted and read verbatim. And even late night comedy shows are, in, just in some way, they're partially scripted. Because you'll hear about writers for Jay Leno or writers for uh, Jimmy Kimmel or, and that. They are writing the content. They are scripting some of this stuff. So it is partially scripted. Scripting is great for ensuring that you present the message exactly right. And often you might want to present your message with very, very precise timing. That's why commercials are very clearly scripted. And even in podcast commercials, it's great if you can script it because then you know exactly how long it will take and you won't go blabbing on and on and on about a commercial which was supposed to take 30 seconds but takes you 60 seconds. And that kind of scripting is really important to all of those media. And the downside of this, though, is that the precision and accuracy that scripting gives you often comes at the cost of your time and possibly at the quality of your presentation. See, when you make a script, it means that you have to read the script unless it's somehow just your practice of writing down exactly what you're going to say and then you throw out the script and then you end up saying close to what you wrote down saying. But still, it's it's close to scripting. And reading something can be very difficult to do without sounding like you are reading it. It takes some very professional coaching or years of practice, really, to get good at reading something without sounding like you're reading it. 
to sound natural, to sound even conversational in the way that you're reading it. That takes professional help. I remember Steve Robbins, whom I've interviewed here on podcast, on the Audacity podcast before, and we talked about productivity tips for podcasters. He said that one of the things that he did when he started out, it was all scripted and it is still all scripted. But when he started out, his delivery, he felt was terrible. So he paid a coach, got some training on how to perform a script, even if it's just a straight monologue that's presenting information, but how to perform that in a way that it doesn't sound so rigid, like reading something. And he got much better at that. Now, I still think I can hear a difference from when he is reading or when many people, even professional people, when they are reading versus when they are just speaking. But then there are other people whom I'm surprised to discover that they actually are reading certain things because they do it so well and so naturally. And there are many times that even in this podcast, I will end up reading something that I've written down almost verbatim, but because it's within the flow of my speaking, you may not always notice that I'm reading it because it just flows right out as I'm reading it. That's what can happen sometimes when you when you've practiced it or when you're not relying on it. Like I don't rely on a script for the Audacity to podcast, but there may be times where I end up reading a sentence verbatim from my notes. And we'll get more into notes in just a little bit. But some of the other downsides to scripted content is that it doesn't work in something that's really long. It it took me hours and hours to write a 10-minute script for my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle, when I first started it. Imagine trying to write a script for an hour long. It's not only hard for you to do, but it's also hard to listen to, especially if you're not very good at reading it or you sound like you're reading. If you're getting any longer than around 10 minutes, it could be really difficult to listen to. And there is no hard limit on this, but that is my recommendation is somewhere around 10 minutes would be your maximum length if you are reading a script for your podcast. Because much longer than that, people will just, there's no passion or there's not as much passion in scripted content as there is in just ad-libbed content or some of the other formats that we'll get to in a moment. But uh, reading a script can also produce a whole lot of, or take a whole lot of time as you produce the episode. Because if you are reading the script, you're concerned about giving it perfectly If you stumble over a word, what are you going to do? You're going to repeat that or redo that sentence. Then that's a spot that you have to go back and edit, which means you have to listen to the entire podcast and edit it so precisely because you're following a script. So by choosing to follow a script, it then costs so much time, not just in writing that script, but in your editing because of the nature of reading a script from your podcast. And this could be easy or difficult for you because many people will write differently than they speak. So when they write it down, they may use words that they're not used to saying. And because they're not used to speaking those words, then when they come across it in their writing, they struggle over it a little bit and stumble over the pronunciation of the word or they it just doesn't flow very naturally. When I first started The Ramen Noodle, my clean comedy podcast, I scripted 
all of my episodes, well, all of the first eight episodes. And that's why in nine, in two years, it took me that long to get nine episodes out. It was my ninth complete episode where I dropped the script idea, completely changed my format. And I think that was really the turning point. That's also when I started taking podcasting seriously. But it took me two years to release eight scripted episodes. And I worked really hard on those things. And even many of my listeners will go back and say, "Eh, not the best content. Get past the first eight episodes and it gets better. But I look back at that as, wow, I worked so hard on that. I almost feel like it's higher quality content because I worked so hard, but that's not necessarily the way it came across. So because I was following a script, it would take me hours and hours to produce and edit, and it was a 15-minute episode. That's why I didn't release more than nine episodes in two years. So this is up to you, though. Maybe you only plan to have a five-minute thing, or it's very important for you to communicate something precisely to precise timing with exact verbiage. Maybe it's something legal where you have to present it in the exact way that it's written. Maybe you're just not very comfortable yet with ad-libbing, which I'll talk about next, into the microphone and talking along a couple points because this can be quite nerve-wracking to try to speak when you're not actually speaking to someone who's right in front of you. So that is working with a script, and it's up to you whether you script. But the flip side of that is number two, ad-lib. Ad-libbing would be when you are speaking very freely. You have no restrictions, no directions for your content. You may even decide that you aren't going to decide what you're going to talk about. So you just sit down, turn on the recorder, and you start talking. That's ad-libbing, where you are freely speaking what's on your mind. This is very comfortable for some people because they can be very passionate about something and present it very passionately when they're not having to follow some kind of outline or a script or anything like that. But they can just present what's on their heart, what they are truly passionate about, and I've seen this done very well. Jay Bear, now Jay Bear is a great speaker and a great author, but I went to Mix West conference a little bit earlier this year and Jay Bear spoke and he had a general idea of what he wanted to talk about. It was his experience in business, but he had no script. He had no outline. He had no slides. And none of that is a sin, by the way, to not have any of those things, but he presented very well. He was essentially ad-libbing, but he was very good at presenting that, very comfortable, and the information he was sharing was actually helpful because he was sharing life lessons that he learned along the way, not just talking about himself, but it was stuff that was helpful for us. But at the same time, while ad-libbing may be very comfortable for some people to present, for others it will be very uncomfortable because it, it comes down to a confidence issue. Are you confident in your ability to present or to present a conversational style presentation if there's no one to converse with? So many of you may feel like I want ad lib, but I just can't. I sit behind the microphone and my mind goes blank or I feel like I have to read something or 
whatever it may be. So ad-libbing may or may not be comfortable for you. I do think that the greatest benefit to ad-libbing is that it allows your personality to fully show through your podcast. Podcasting is so much tied into passion. You cannot communicate passion very well through writing. No number of exclamation points will help you communicate how passionate you are about something. Because can you really, without adding a smiley face and other oddly unprofessional things, can you really communicate that you're smiling that you're frowning and that you're upset about something or you're exhausted about something or that something is just really exciting you. Can you communicate that through writing? No, not very well. It doesn't communicate nearly as well as it does through your voice. So ad-libbing gives you so much freedom to let that personal personality come through as long as you're presenting something that you are truly passionate about. If you aren't doing that, then you will run into a problem where ad-libbing may not be great because you just feel like you can't ad-lib on it. There's not much passion to share or anything like that. Did you realize that conversations are really a form of ad-libbing? And podcasts work great if you treat them as conversations. Even if you are the only host on your show, it's still a conversation. I'm having this conversation between me and you. And right now, I'm telling you something that I'm extremely passionate about, and you get to listen. Sometimes you get to talk back at the podcast, but I'm not hearing it unless you send me your feedback, which I totally welcome, by the way. And this is a form of a conversation, but our conversations that we have every day are another form of ad-libbing because each person is speaking as the thoughts come to them. They're not following a, a whole outline. They're certainly not following a script as they speak to each other. Uh, There are certain things that we do by habit. Like, how often do you ask someone how are you when you actually don't care to know how they are? You just do it because it's a a courtesy, a cultural expectation or something. I don't ask people, by the way, how they are unless I actually care about how they are and I want to hear how they are. But if I'm expecting a fine or if I don't actually want to know, I don't ask them. This... this, uh, ad-lib format allows you to be so much more free-flowing, but that can be hard for your listener or your viewer to follow you because you may bounce all over the place following rabbit trail after rabbit trail. You may talk with excessive language, wax an elephant as you are speaking to make a very simple point. It may take you 10 minutes And that can make it very difficult and sometimes very annoying to your audience to try to follow this and to follow your train of thought. Especially hard with this is you may start your podcast saying, I've got three things to share with you. And then by the end of the podcast, it turned into five things because you thought of two more things along the way. If you had maybe scripted or outlined, I'll talk more about outlines in a moment, then you would have that content and would be able to say, these are the three things. Just like in this episode, I'm telling you the three ways that I see that you can do this are you can have a script, you can ad lib, or you can outline. That's in my outline. I'll get to that in a moment. But do think about whether ad libbing is really the best for your content. Because yes, it allows you so much freedom, so much personality to come out. But by ad libbing, are you 
struggling over rabbit trails or communicating your message clearly and concisely. I know that I can often spend too much time and waste your time by saying something, repeating myself over and over, or elaborating on something that doesn't need elaboration. And sometimes it can take me five minutes to make a point that I could say in just one minute. And that's something I am working on trying to improve in the Audacity podcast is to make it only as long as it needs to be. So you could script or you could ad lib or number three, you could outline. This is my suggestion. And again, this is totally up to you though. You could decide to script or ad lib, but I think outlining is a hybrid between these things because you can have your rigid script or you can have your ad lib and be completely free with your content. But combine these two things together and I think that would give you an outline. This is where you have your points that you want to cover and any kind of extra information that you want to reference and it's all in one place. It's a kind of an outline and then you present from these points. But this doesn't mean that your audience needs to know these points. Not every episode of yours has to be the 10 ways to do this or how to do that in five steps or the top 10 these things. None of that is absolutely necessary. Although they do make great episode or post titles, but you can just present your information without sharing the actual outline itself. It could be a five-point outline, 10-point, 50-point outline, really doesn't matter. Your audience may or may not need to know your actual outline. As long as you know it and you know where you're going with the conversation, then you can communicate your information very effectively and a logical flow and progression of your information, having a great structure to it, but not having to say point one, point two, point three, anything like that. I really like this method because it gives your your content a really good flow because you know where you're supposed to go next. You can start working on those transitions from point one to point two. You can make sure that you are really hitting those points hard. The things that people really need to know about, those are your repeatable items or the things that you keep tying into the content that you're sharing. But this also still allows you a freedom to elaborate with some ad-libbing on each point that you share. Like my outline for this episode could be as simple as three options for podcast preparation, script, ad-lib, outline. That's actually how I started my podcast show notes for this is just with my very basic outline. And then I elaborated in the show notes and that's the inspiration I'm using for presenting to you as I do a combination of ad-libbing and sort of scripting, and I'm using an outline here. And this this gives you a lot of good structure, and it works even if you are podcasting with someone else. Of course, it works well if you're podcasting by yourself, because you can follow the outline very well. You can follow a script very well. A script between two people is very awkward, uh, unless it's supposed to be scripted like a drama. But a, a multi-host podcast can also follow an outline. We've got a Once Upon a Time podcast, and now we just launched 
our new Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast. You can find out all of our podcasts over at noodle.mx. We've also got a new Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast in there. Uh, The Sci-Fi Show is officially now on Noodle Mix Network and Under the Dome and so much great stuff. And in these multiple co-host podcasts, we have taken notes on the content that we want to share. And our notes are in one form or another, and they may just be a couple bullet points of these are the things we want to bring out in this episode, or it may be an exhaustive list of points to cover. And as we present, we are working our way through our notes. So we know these are the points that are most important to share. These are maybe the points we'll get to if we have time. And it works great for building the show notes afterward, because then that's the content that gives us the structure Uh, that we knew we followed, or hopefully we followed. So using an outline in your conversation keeps the discussion moving and focused, really, as you won't completely get sidetracked if you ad lib and start to think about, uh, what were we talking about? How do I bring this back? But you can be looking at the outline and people will know, we need to bring this back to talk about this point next. They know what's going on, They know the flow, and you can present something that's very structured to your audience without having to give them an outline. Like in our Once Upon a Time podcast, we never tell people, these are the top 10 points or point number one, such and such happened, point number two. No, we just go through it, but we are following an outline. So that's my recommendation for how you present your content. And this ties in a lot with your show notes. Because I think show notes are most effective if you write them ahead of time as much as possible or have show notes in some way because show notes aren't just for other people's benefit, they're for your benefit as well. And I talked about writing effective podcast show notes in episode 49, which you can check out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49. But I recommend really combining all three of these items into your written show notes for your podcast episodes on your website. So this would be inside your blog post. And you do that in three steps, really. You outline your content with headings, subheadings, any kind of lists that you mention. You may script or transcribe the things that absolutely must be accurate, like quotations, titles, technical descriptions, web addresses, anything like that that has to be accurate. And number three, you ad lib by writing some kind of concise sentences that summarize what you spoke within your podcast, but without being a transcript or a commentary on your podcast, which is where you are saying, and then I said, and then she said, but he brought up this point. That's a commentary on your episode. So if you write your show notes in this format, you'll have great show notes that will become very useful. They'll be useful to you because as you present the content, you have a great outline and even certain wordings that you absolutely must get right, whether it be quotations or just a certain thing that you felt like the best way I can communicate this is to make sure I say it this way. But it's also beneficial to your audience because they have the option of consuming your content or maybe even reviewing your content without having to completely rewatch or re-listen to your podcast episode. This happens a lot on the Audacity podcast because of the kind of information I present. People may often wonder, what was that tool that he mentioned? And I do this too with other podcasts. 
I'll listen to something and think, what, what was that tool? And instead of listening to the entire podcast all over again, I just go to the show notes. I find the tool. I know it was roughly halfway through the episode, whatever. I scroll down to about that point. I find the link. I'm good to go. I don't have to listen to the entire episode all over again just to get that one little bit that I needed. So good show notes are very effective for your audience. And also, this hybrid format will be very useful to search engines because this is a more thorough presentation of your content and you can sprinkle this with your search engine optimized keywords and write this in human readable text which makes it higher quality and google will see that as higher quality content than just a mere bullet point list of your outline and that way google then prioritizes you because they realize you're putting out high quality content you have these keywords, and you may even be using sentences that people will be searching for those exact sentences in your podcast. Like if you look at the show notes for this episode, and definitely look there so you can comment on this, it's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 146. You'll see in there the spot, should I script my podcast? It's quoted in my notes because I do know People will be searching Google for that, as well as it fits into my content. It's relevant to what I'm saying. So what about you? Which way do you use for preparing for your podcast? Do you script your episodes? Do you just ad lib? You maybe choose a topic and you ad lib and see how it goes and just cut it off after a certain amount of time? Or do you outline your episodes, whether that be a strict outline or a fairly flexible outline? What's been your experience with each of these? If you've tried each of them, what made you decide to switch? What do you like about these methods? And what have you found that really helps you work with preparing your podcast, whether it be scripted, ad lib, or outline? I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 146 for the show notes for episode 146. I'd love to hear from you, and so would many of the other people who visit the website, and then they can join in on the conversation too. That's why I'm always pointing you back to the show notes if you want to respond to the content that I shared. But I'd also love to hear from you your questions or suggestions for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. You can email written or recorded feedback to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also go to theaudacitytopodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right from the website. And that's courtesy of SpeakPipe. And by the way, there's now an affiliate program for SpeakPipe. So if you want to sign up for one of their premium options, and I do really like SpeakPipe. I use them. I am a customer, a paying customer of SpeakPipe. I love them that much. Check out theaudacitytopodcast.com slash speakpipe so you can sign up for the free or paid options over there. But I would definitely love to hear from you on what you'd like to know about podcasting and would like me to cover in the future, whether it be in audio or video form. I have just three quick announcements for you, starting with this. 
New Media Expo is coming back to Las Vegas. January 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Rio Convention Center. This event could be the greatest investment you make in your online efforts. Don't miss this opportunity to network with the largest gathering of podcasters, bloggers, video, web TV producers, and social media experts from around the world. Thousands of content creators from more than 50 countries will be attending. Connect with like-minded people and learn from the industry experts. Visit nmxlive.com for more details now. I will be speaking at New Media Expo in Las Vegas with Dave Jackson and Ray Ortega. We'll be talking about how to grow your podcast audience from hundreds to thousands. So we would love to see you there, even if you just get the virtual pass. So please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash NMX to use my affiliate link, but also save 20% by using my promo code Daniel20. So please Sign up for New Media Expo. We'd love to see you there. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash NMX and use the promo code DANIEL20. And we hope to see you in Las Vegas. Second announcement podcast awards are open for nominations and also voting will be later this year. Please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can nominate all of our podcasts that we need and want to see in the finalists for the podcast awards. And as you can guess, the Audacity podcast would go under technology, but we have other podcasts to go under other categories like Best Produced and People's Choice. So please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards to learn more about that and see what podcasts you should nominate into what categories over at podcastawards.com. And last announcement, Podcasters Roundtable. We recently published episode 13 and talking about when not to start a podcast with our special guest, Lisa B. Marshall from the Public Speaker Podcast, which is a podcast I listen to and it's one of the podcasts that I don't want to miss. By the way, it's a scripted podcast, but Lisa presents it well. So please check that out at podcastersroundtable.com as well as watch for all of our future Podcasters Roundtable because you could potentially be one of the roundtablers at the Podcasting Roundtable where we talk about the issues that podcasters face. So check that out at podcastersroundtable.com. I'm available for one-on-one consulting, for website design, podcast cover art design. I love to help people launch or improve their podcasts. I'm working with other clients to do that right now, and I'd love to work with you. Please email me, feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com, if you'd be interested in my helping you. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. We now have a Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast, a Science Fiction and Philosophy podcast, and then we've got all the other greats like Under the Dome, Once Upon a Time, Christian Meets World, Beyond the To-Do List, Are You Just Watching the Ramen Noodle, and this one, The Audacity to Podcast, and more to come in the future. Check them all out at noodle.mx. 
The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And a big place where tech will be is the Consumer Electronics Show in 2014. If, if you are interested in getting your business or even your podcast in front of thousands and thousands of people, then please check out tpn.tv for more information soon on how you can be a sponsor of our CES coverage.